Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Friday there, folks. We did it. We made it to Friday. I know. I'm surprised, too. I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show today. We're going to talk about, yes, the hard truth, libertarians. There are some things that we do that push some liberty-curious folks away. What are they? Well, we have three issues we're going to look into. But first, we're going to introduce our sponsor for today's episode, the Expat Money Summit 2022. Watch for a week. Reap the benefits for a generation. Join Mikkel Thorpe and a crew of 30, yes, 30 expert speakers, five days, November 7th through November 11th, 2022. This virtual summit can be uh, watched by yours truly and others for free by heading to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat. Go again one more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash expat. And uh, okay, I, I mentioned we have the topic here, Libertarians, where we've been dropping the ball and helping me walk through that today. It's been a while since he's been on the program. I've missed him. And we're great to have him on the show. Returning to the program, the one, the only professor, Chris Goyzetta. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Mr. Brian, excited to be back, my brother. (laughs) Good to have you back, my friend. How have things been in the world of Chris G? Man, so I got a uh, nine-to-five job again for a little while, you know. Things have been been a little tough having a baby since, since, since COVID. And... Got sucked back into the music industry, but thankfully I've landed a full-time teaching gig, and I have I have announced this um, at my job, so I can tell sell publicly. But I'll be teaching full-time uh, starting this fall, and I'm already teaching a class over the summer. So really pumped to be learning again, studying new things, and teaching like putting it into great ways to you know teach it as lessons to students, and also be a practitioner as always, and apply this stuff to the liberty world, music world, whatever comes my way. Yeah, well, you know, I'm seeing this, Chris. I know we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but there seems to be a growing sentiment of individuals who are overtly tired of the political conversation. They're just, they're so exhausted of the behind the scenes, smoke filled room, whatever is being done to make the, the, just the big Leviathan keep moving forward, how the sausage is made, right? And I think, we're at a point where we not only have the chance to catch a lot of people's attention and bring them our way with our solutions, but I mean, we have a real chance to make things better because people are in this window of dissatisfaction. Former guest in the program, Craig Elias mentioned this in his book, Shift Selling, where trigger events and you're looking for when people are uncomfortable and they're in that window of dissatisfaction before Mm -hmm. they're actively searching for alternatives. Now you're seeing big names like Elon Musk, who is actively searching for alternatives, who he went out and said that he is no longer a Democrat and he has already chosen the Republican Party, it seems. Why didn't he choose Libertarians? (laughs) I know. Well, and he said that he wishes that there was a third party that is more moderate, less intense. And, um, you, you know, he's in that mentality right now searching for alternatives and more people are going to be in that mode as well. But we want to meet them now, right? We want to meet them when they are in that window of dissatisfaction, where they're uncomfortable, but they have not actively started looking for alternatives and are being influenced by others who are pushing their solutions. So let's go ahead and push our solutions, Chris. And yet, what happens? 
what happens? We end up getting in our own way, which is why today we're going to talk about the top three ways that libertarians scare away the liberty curious. And Chris, we see it all day long, whether it's on the interwebs, whether it's in real life, uh, or just the way we present ourselves. We tend to scare away a lot of people who would otherwise be our allies and maybe even be libertarians. And I think we can both agree that the number one way that we sometimes push people away who would be on board with us is that we just unfortunately good idea them to death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We try to push so many different ideas and agendas. Once like someone is a little bit curious, right? Let's say, because I know a lot of people right now, like a whole, especially like Democrats, like, you know, being in the music industry, I'm surrounded by people that are liberal, progressive or, or Democrats, but a lot of them are just sick and tired of the party. Like, the party yep. doesn't really represent them, but they're like, there's absolutely no way I'll ever vote, vote Republican. And the libertarians have no chance. And they, they start complaining about the things they, they are upset about. Right. And most people are single issue voters or maybe two issue voters. There's one or two things they really care about. But instead of just offering them better solutions to those one or two things, the second we see an inch that they're a little bit interested, now all of a sudden it's like the non-aggression principle and and this and that and this and then it's like they don't care about all that shit. Like they, most people care about one or two things, and it's like you know you've been saying it for five hundred plus episodes now, and Spike Cohen says it all the time, like meeting people where they're at. Like it's like it's been almost two years that I've been like involved in this, and it seems like most people are just not learning yet. Like it's still the same shit. Um, you know, so many great messages out there, so many great podcasters and influencers in this in the liberty movement, but it's like the majority are still doing the same mistakes and are not really listening to what people actually care about. Well, and you know what, Chris, I actually, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but unintentionally in an episode recently where I was talking about, I was answering a question from one of our uh, emails from our uh, listener, Bill, and he asked, how do you like, like, how do you, how can you take a podcast and effectively just like take that information and then utilize it right because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about you but and i'm sure for you know the the couple thousands of other folks out there who are listening right now um you you know this as well like you find yourself listening to a podcast and then it instantly goes to the next one and then like yep. three podcasts later you're like what did i listen to earlier today yep. and and then fast forward a week that information is so far back in <laughs> in your mind that you're like, oh, that information's like locked away unless you hear it repeated over and over and over again. And I actually, you know, what I do is I will take the episodes, I will upload them to a transcription service. I use Otter AI, which I use here for mm-hmm. the program, and it will transcribe the podcast episode that I'm listening to. Then I'll literally go through and I'll highlight parts that I found important. Oh, cool. And, and then I'll take those highlighted parts and I'll bring them over to a different Word document and then I'll reread that Word document and I'll take away action items from whatever the podcast was that I can try to institute into my daily routine. And I try to do, you know, maybe one a week. I think if right. you try to do more than one, it gets a little overwhelming. So sure. don't do that. Um, but yeah, what, do you, what are your thoughts there, Chris? I think you know, that's funny because um, I listen to all types of podcasts, right? So it's not just like Liberty stuff. It's not just music and marketing stuff. Like I listen to a parenting podcast and one of the parenting podcasts, actually, they do a really cool thing at the end. Um, they have like an actionable step, right? So like 
they, they usually do three key takeaways. So kind of kind of summarize the entire episode. And they're like, here's three key takeaways from from this episode. Right. Or um, even like at my church, I do something similar. They take like the entire sermon and they have one takeaway. Right. So from this sermon, here is one piece that you can take. And this is your homework for the week. So I think maybe some of these educational podcasts, not as I'm saying this, I'm like, I should probably do this for my podcast. <laughs> um there should be like one, at least one action item because that's easy to remember. Like as long as the three are easy to remember, maybe you create some kind of um, forget the like an acronym maybe for the three to to make it memorable. Um, then you know, yeah, you might go jump right to the next podcast. But as you're, you know, maybe you're at the grocery store later on, you're at the gym, and then like you remember the acronym, right? It's something that triggers that that yep. memory. So having some kind of actual takeaway, I think, be be really good. Uh, Amy Porterfield, she's a, a really good marketer as well. She's an amazing marketing podcast. She does the same thing. Um. And even like Tom was does something similar on occasion. It's not necessarily related to the episode, but sometimes we'll have like, you know, his eBooks um, that are relevant to like current trends. Like I think today I heard him talk about one that's like um, something that your Facebook friends get wrong about gun control or something like that, or about gun laws. And he he always has these fun, like little like eBooks that he puts out. Right. So I think more stuff like that, like having a, either a takeaway after an episode, having a, giveaway of the go along with an episode like a checklist like a guide uh i think more of that i think would, would really really help go a long way because then it gives especially new people like they're they have absolutely no idea like what to do next like they know like they're they're upset about the school system and they want better options for for their schooling for their kids but they don't know what to do from there right so it's like here are three alternatives to public school and maybe they get a checklist the three alternatives and then you know download this checklist and then on this checklist, they can say, okay, unschooling, here's some more information about unschooling or charter schools. Here's some more information about charter schools and, and so on. But I think more lists, more action items, um, more takeaways. I think that's be a good solution. What do you think? I, I'm bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I, when you were talking about ways to remember things, I just went off and did my own thing. And I wanted to share this with the, uh, the audience because I think <laughs> that they will appreciate my humor because this is exactly where my head went in terms of how you can maybe go ahead and remember things. I don't know you, but I need to know you in order to sell to you. That is why I've asked you to go around and tell me your names. I have an amazing mnemonic device by which I have now memorized all of your names. Shirty, mole, lazy eye, Mexico, baldy, sugar boobs, black woman. I have taken a unique part of who you are and I have used that to memorize your name. Baldy, your head is bald, it is hairless, it is shiny, it is reflective like a mirror. Emmy, your name is Mark. Yes. Got it, it works. Uh, It's very insulting. But it works. I would like you all to give this a shot. What do you say? we already know each other's names. Well, then it will be easier for you. But I, I still think it's worthwhile to give it a give it a try. Okay. All right, everyone. Meeting's over. Absolute classic. Absolute <laughs> classic. Like you, 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 so much. Uh, the Office is is what fifteen years old at this point. It came out in two thousand and five, I think two thousand four. So 
I mean, the fact that the humor from that show, I mean, frankly, not only does it stand up, it wouldn't be allowed on TV today. Um, no. <laughs> like, that's partly why I think they're they're holding back doing a real, a true reunion at some point, because you just you can't have this anymore on yeah. TV with the, the culture, but it might be changing. Um, and this is why also going back to number one, when we're talking about good idea and people to death, why we have to avoid explaining so much. Because when you're explaining, you're losing, and people can sense yep. that. And we saw this in the Florida the Florida case when you talk about the don't say gay bill. And I talked about this on Tim Pool, right? When you're explaining, mm-hmm. you're losing, and you saw yep. that when Tim or when Tim Pool, when uh, Governor DeSantis set the narrative, and he said, "Okay, here's the confines, K through three. We're not going to teach these kids or talk about these issues with these kids." Until at least after third grade. And, and right. the very least, if a parent wants to have that conversation with their kid, at least let them be the ones to go and have that conversation. Let them be the ones to, to determine when that will be. And it forced the, the left or it forced those who are trying to promote um, the, the, you know, the, the, the say gay, which it's so which is also silly. Say straight, Bill. <laughs> Chris, you're, you're down there in Florida. I'm sure you see it all the time, right? But like yeah. it, it forced the narrative now to have to be changed instead of, well, you know, we're just being, you know, in in we're, we're accepting and, and we're trying to help make a comfortable environment. Now it's having to explain why you want to teach kids this very hyper personal, hyper, um, I would say, mature conversation. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't a conversation that I I don't think parents really want young children to be exposed to. So it goes yeah. full circle again. Why we have to avoid explaining ourselves and good IDing people to death, we have to focus more on actually focusing on the issues and and really setting the narratives, right? Trying to, to lead versus just good IDing and making people feel that we have the best ideas because we have the best books that we throw at them. Completely agree, yeah. Now, side tangent real quick. How many office clips do you have on the ready to go when someone triggers that was a just a That was just a quick YouTube search, my man. Was that really? It was. I, I thank, that was pretty awesome. Thank I, God. Here I am thinking, like, how many clips does he have on his laptop? Like, if, ready to go. If I had that on hold, just ready to roll, <laughs> just for any situation, that would be a little, little creepy. Now, granted, I do have probably like a hundred, like Chrome tabs open at any given time, so I'm sure that that's going to be, you know, crashing my computer at any moment. But no, not, not, not enough of, of office tabs that are there, Chris. That, that was just right. a quick Google search. <laughs> That was great. That was very, very fitting for the for the um, for the topic. Thank you, sir. Well, how about this? Before we uh, we move forward and uh, talk about our next uh, area where libertarians have been scaring away the liberty curious, I want to quickly go ahead and give a special uh, not shout out so much, but more so a special plug to uh, yours truly because I have the Brian Nichols Show uh, Morning Sales Huddle, which you can go ahead and sign up for at briannicholsshow.com where you can get yours truly in your inbox once per week. Today we talked about it's not what it is, it's what it does, Chris. It was a great topic. Had a really uh, a nice way to kind of walk through and explain how we're exp- you know showing what it is that you actually do and the results of that, the emotional connection versus just talking about again what it is that your thing or product or service it does, its features, its benefits, right? Almost going back to what we were just talking about the good ideaing people to death, throwing books at them and saying, "Read this; it's got a lot of great info." Um, but hey, if you actually do want to read a good book, you do get uh, my copy of Four Easy Steps You Can Implement Now to Sell to Liberty. Uh, I can even say my own book: Four Easy Steps You Can Implement Now to Sell Liberty to Friends and Family. That will be sent to your inbox as well if you sign up for the morning sales huddle. So again, one more time, BrianNicholsShow.com. You can find it right there. 
on the homepage. Chris Goizetta, number two, where libertarians are uh, scaring away the liberty curious. Focusing, I'm sorry, no, the, uh, yes, we, we, I should, I'm going to say the focusing on the uh, issues one to the last, that you're not a real libertarian infighting. Talk to us about mm. that. Wow. So I think that's probably the one thing that turns a lot of people off, right? Um, because people are looking for a real alternative right now. Uh, and I think there's never been a moment in history where there's a better time for the Libertarian Party to attract some new potential people, especially through things like Bitcoin, right? There's so many people in the Bitcoin community that are tired of the system. They're tired of centralized banking, right? And they are obviously doing something that's extremely libertarian by by trading in Bitcoin and trading uh, or buying Bitcoin and doing transactions now in Bitcoin and going to these Bitcoin conferences. And I feel like almost 100% of that audience like would probably easily be libertarians. And that's probably the audience where you can maybe good idea your people with um, at least um, Austrian economics to death, right? But that's that so like that audience, Austrian economics, right? But then someone that's upset about like their schooling, like just school choice. Like you don't have to go talk about all the other things. Um, so be focused on like single topics and not, I'm not shaming someone for not being libertarian all the way. And then once they're in, like once they're registered libertarians and they might come to, to a meeting and stuff, seeing all the, the infighting is a giant turnoff. Like I have friends that are sick of their, their parties and most of them are liberals or progressives because, you know, in the music industry, that's mostly what it is. But I've always said, and, and believe that I don't think people in the music industry really are, uh, Democrats. Um, because I, I've, I've been with, especially the rappers and, uh, EDM artists and pop artists, like the, the stuff that they care about, like, like the Democratic Party is not aligned with their values. The Libertarian Party does, but then they open, like, I guess the, the, the door and they take a look in. And then all of a sudden, like, we're so focused on, and, and then, I love the Mises Caucus, all right? But but it's like when an outsider looks in and it's like Mises Caucus take over this, Mises Caucus take over that. And then all the, the old school libertarians being all upset and pissed about Mises Caucus and, um, I don't know, stealing their party's identities and stealing their Twitter accounts. Like all that shit turns people off and nobody wants to be part of it. Like I, I literally, so I just became a U.S. citizen, uh, last, last week as I was recording and I've literally almost considered registering independent because of all the infighting. Um, you know, I've, like, I think even my, like my wife, like we just, we just walked in the door. Like she's turned off by what the, the Libertarian Party does, uh, internally. I, I feel like it's, it's pushing more people to the Republican Party and attracting them to liberty minded Republicans and supporting them versus coming to the Libertarian Party because we're, we're so caught up fighting ourselves and proving who is the better libertarian. Like Spike Cohen has the best message. Like, Let's vote. I mean, I think he's more of an anarchist too, but like he, he says, let's focus on minarchy first because we are so far away. Like we're closer to communism than we are to the minarchy. So it's like, let's get the minarchy first and then we can fight. Like who has better ideas? But we need to learn how to like come together. Yeah. The, the little fish in little pond syndrome, it's real and it's been real mm -hmm. for a while. And I think we have to get out of our own way. We've talked about this before. We have to get out of our own way, start having bigger conversations and and getting away from the petty little nonsensical issues that really don't 
matter. Yeah. And and I think that at the end of the day, you're speaking to how your average person will look at what's happening internally and just be so turned off. That is exactly what we have to avoid because nobody, <laughs> I'm going back to like 2018, Brian here. Nobody will take the Libertarian Party seriously until we take ourselves seriously. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily through, and I used to get, I used to get, uh, people going after me for this because I'd, I'd be like, we can't be the you know the the vermin supremes of the world, and and yeah. you know I, I I see the appeal the the humor approach the parody approach, but there comes a point where your average person wants to feel that they can trust their vote that their vote's not a joke, and and that right there is where we have dropped the ball. We have mm-hmm. not made people feel comfortable in our solutions because we have not made them comfortable with us first. And that's where we've missed them because we expect them to look at our ideas, look at our solutions as superior because I mean, they are, we, we know they're, they're better ideas, yeah, for sure. but then we just by that, that nature, by that virtue, expect that to, to translate over to them just blindly trusting us and, and then becoming part of us. That's not how it works. That's not how, right sales works chris that's right. why we've taken such a a hard-nosed approach to the, the sales and and marketing approach here in the show to the world of politics because this is where we have not been entering into the conversations people are having and having effective dialogue people don't care about who's going for which role internally they don't care about who screwed who in in past lives what they care about is can these people who are asking for my vote and asking for my support actually solve the problems that I see in front of me every single day? That's where we're missing them. And until we change mm-hmm. that, nothing will actually itself change. Yeah. And the, and the other thing that you and I talked about a little bit before we start recording, I asked you how, how involved you are in your local LP or if you're even involved. And I'm, I'm involved in my, my, my local LP, but uh, you know, late, lately I've been thinking I'd rather go to jujitsu than go to our LP meetings because I feel like we haven't accomplished anything since I've been, been part of it. And it's things like if you want to get like the word out there, okay, now people are upset and frustrated with their parties and then they go look at their ballot and there's nobody running for the Libertarian Party for governor in Florida, right? Because we don't want to challenge Ron DeSantis or there's nobody even running in my district for, for the Libertarian Party. So it's like we, we got to – it doesn't matter if we if we lose, right? We, we, but we got to have a name on the ballot. And if maybe the people that are part of these local LPs, like you know, if you have a meeting and – five to 10 people show up like every single one of those five to 10 people should be running for something just to put a name on the ballot to give people the option. But you know, if, if we say we're a realistic, real option, then we got to be on, on the ballot. Like our name's got to be there. And if they still only see Democrat and Republican, then they're like, well, there's no real options. And that's why everybody says that there's no other options. And, and this goes to the, the last, the, the second, the third of the issue, the areas that libertarians scare off, the liberty curious, and and that is where we focus on issues that your average person either A, isn't really focused on, or B, super specific polarizing issues that on the grand scale and scheme of things really impact what? Maybe a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of, of not just Americans, but maybe people in the world, and then make those the large issues that lead conversations on a national discourse, a national stage. So I've seen, Chris, we've seen, you and I did some work with some candidates who did this behind the scenes too, where they just have their issues that they're like, this is what I care about. And 
I'm like what they care about, right? Yeah, I'm like that's great. Do your voters care about that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're going. They need to. They need to care about it, and I'm going to make them care about it. You're going to make somebody care about something. Oh, okay. And you're going to and then have them vote for you based on you making them do something. Okay. Good luck. Right. If that's the approach that we're going to have, not just as libertarians in, in the ph- philosophical sense, but then as candidates. What are we doing, folks? Like right. we we have to get out of our own heads and think about mm-hmm. our most important issues. They're probably not everybody else's most important issues. Right. And though we're not focusing on the the populism, right? And this this drives me crazy when you have the the rhetoric saying like, well, you just you're just trying to be populist when you're doing sales because you're just trying to go with what the people want. No, 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 no. What you're doing is you're helping uncover the problems that people see and then present your solutions, which your solutions are based on, in this case, liberty principles. You bring those solutions to the table. You show that the, the way we've been doing things, whether it's using the old government bureaucratic system or using the old duopoly system to, to force feed this political solution down everybody's throats. No, instead, we have a different solution that's overtly non-political and, oh, by the way, solves the problem that you see in not, not just a more effective way, but in an actual, like, tangible way, you're seeing the problem get solved. Do we still have drugs, Chris? Do we still have drugs? We do, right? Of course, of course we still have drugs. Okay, yeah. so I guess the war on drugs didn't do <laughs> for, too, for a second, like, what's the too hot, right? We still have terrorism yeah. in the world. So I, I mm-hmm. guess war on still terror crime. didn't do too great, right? So mm-hmm. we see, even though you declare these wars on things, government does a terrible job. Always. Right. It has always done a terrible right. job. It's an inefficient at its core. So... We have to stop focusing on trying to get people to to see our our ideas just as great ideas and instead, again, not good ideaing them to death, and instead focus on what is your issue, what's your concern, and then bring our solutions to the table. I'm off my soapbox now, Chris. Please take take the mic away from me. So like, there's this really great book and both of you and I have had him on, as a guest on our podcast, right? The Undefeated Marketing System by Philip Stutz. And... They've been very successful at winning elections, and I think it's, it's over a thousand elections that he has. That he, him, and his uh, team have won with their marketing system, right? It's it's really comes down to focusing on the top three issues that the people in your district, in your state, or wherever you're running for that they care about, right? And making it about them. I feel like most candidates, and and it's on both parties too. It's not not just libertarians. Like, well, every everyone does this, but I feel like most people out there running are focusing on the things that they care about, right? So if I was running, I'm focusing on the things that I personally care about. But like, what does the rest of your your district care about or the people that you're going to represent care about? Like that matters a million times more than what you care about, Like, right? What you care about does not matter. It matters what people are going to vote for you care about. And narrowing that, that down into three simple things and then coming up with a basic message that's memorable that people can remember and the people that are the best at it um that are most polished at it they're they're easy right like bernie sanders you know right away what he stands for ronda sanders you know right away what he stands for like the, it's so simple the ones that are good at it and polished at it and that's why they're winning elections like i'm you know i just wrote down real quickly like what will be three points in my area that people care about right so fund students not institution institutions um government off our bodies and ownership ends poverty right i mean those are just three things that came up real quickly off the cuff but like 
those are three things you can now build a platform on, right? Like ownership for and poverty. Like now we can go against occupational licensing on um, making it easier for people to to buy land and build build something on that, not having to go through all these different permitting issues and uh, restrictions from from government. But you have to have just three like very simple ideas and slogans that that people can get get on board. And and again, they have to be related to your area, the area that you're the people that you're going to represent. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Chris Goyzetta, we are unfortunately already hard pressed for time, which means I know sad face everybody. We're wrapping up <laughs> the uh, I know episodes for the week. It's been five fun-filled episodes. We've had some incredible guests here on the program this week. So uh, please make sure, folks, if you have not had the chance yet, go ahead and double check those past episodes. Not just this past week, but Chris mentioned it. The over five hundred episodes we have here on the Brian Nichols Show. But before we Congrats wrap, on that, by the way. So, oh, thank you very much, my man. And by the way, you you just casually dropped it. Congratulations on officially getting your United States citizenship. I, I th- you've been you. here twenty eight years. Well, I got a spot on, yeah, twenty eight years. Me, yeah, I do have a good memory because I use Michael's pneumatic devices. But I, <laughs> I you've been here twenty eight years, and you now officially get to call yourself an American citizen. Congratulations, yeah. that's a huge feat, Chris. And I know I speak for uh, myself and the rest of the Brian Nichols Show audience. We are so incredibly happy and proud of you, and uh, excited to see what more you can bring to this great land we call home. Um, but before we wrap things up, please do us a favor. Please share where folks can go ahead, find you, continue the conversation if. They they would so choose and also you have some stuff that you do behind the scenes where you're helping content producers make it in the world of music and, and beyond where can they go ahead and find that yep. everything's on making it with chris there's all my links i am mostly active on on instagram these days i know most of liberty rolls on twitter but uh making it with chris g on on instagram and uh you'll get any news and updates from from those two sources sign up for my email list as well i'll send you a free ebook on how to promote your shows um a nice little checklist and a eight-week marketing plan for free chris do you know a thing or two about uh about shows i feel like i do yeah how so what did you like did you do touring or anything like that oh like like live music shows some <laughs> yeah i mean i've been in the music industry for 16 years and have worked for Live Nation and AEG Presents, the two biggest concert promoters in the world. I currently work for a venue called the Dr. Phillips Center, um, we're, you know, 3,000 capacity venue. And we have Chris Rock coming up. Uh, sp- speaking of a controversy, an, an interesting, interesting, quick little side tangent. Um, that slap was great for ticket sales. <laughs> like we, we literally the next day sold out of our show and had to add a second show uh, because of the slap. But yeah, I um, guess I knew a, a couple things about shows. Well, I, I, I was going to say, I would hope that you would at least get, give your, your bona fides there a little bit of uh, exposure because, yeah, you, you know quite a few things about shows is what I'm trying to say. So, folks, if you're looking I'm to, terrible at promoting myself. <laughs> I, don't worry. That's why I'm the sales guy. If you're looking to get some just absolutely phenomenal, real-life, tangible advice for how to get yourself just A-plus in your, your marketing, please reach out to our buddy here, Chris Goizetta. He is, in fact, the professor. But... With that being said, folks, thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode. If you enjoy the episode, 
Let me tell you what, you're really going to enjoy our episode we had there yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I was joined... Uh, who was I joined by, Chris? Oh my God, Kenny Cody. My brain just broke. Oh, there's the video. Yeah, it just popped up right here below us. So make sure you click the, the video right here on YouTube. If you're on the, the podcast, just click your artwork. It'll bring you to briannicholshaw.com where you can find yesterday's episode with Kenny Cody plus all 500 other episodes. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off. You're on the Brian Nichols Show for the one and only Chris Goizetta. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.